broadcasting from the third coast and recorded live at Tropide South Studios. This is the Hango Show. This is this is so much fun. You know, just think if if we'd have had access to uh, access to having all of some of our past stuff recorded. Oh, it's just, oh shit, no, just dude. That's thinking that. No, that's man, how cool evidence. would that be? Oh, man, this far, it's, you know, time-lapsed, uh, whatever you call it, man. You know, what kind of stuff would you want recorded? Just conversations, hanging out, you know, how the way we looked, what we were doing, how much beer, you know, what BS we were talking. I mean, every all of it, any of it. I mean, I'd, I'd love to. I mean, wouldn't you like to just be able to go back to, uh, like, just be a fly on the wall for, like, a night? Like an average night, man, and just see it again. I don't know, dude. Those were some sketchy. Some days. of it, yeah. <laughs> yeah just some, like a fun night. I'd like to remember. That'd yeah, be, like a fun be, night, man. You know, or maybe I wouldn't. I don't know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I'm excited to be. Here. <laughs> you okay? I'm good. <clears throat> that working yet? Y'all keep talking. It's fine. Keep going. Oh, I thought you were supposed to fire fired up. No, it, it's, it's been recording for the last three minutes, man. <laughs> I can't wait to do the intro. Or whatever, no, keep right? it. Keep because I, I got you. You've heard this show, dude. I, I just kind of go from us talking right into the oh. right into the episode. Bingo, man. I just kept. I was like, well, I'm fired up here just any second. Oh, it's been fun. I record every. You want to have everything recorded? Everything is recorded now for posterity's sake. Yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that would be fun to. That'd be fun to, you know, just go back and, I don't know, just see everybody's face again, you know, in that time frame, and it's fun to like. I guess just because my memory is my memory, you know, but I'd like to have a, a, a clearer memory of, a few days or nights or just interactions with people that I used to love and care about and hang out with and stuff that I don't have, I haven't seen or, yeah. that, or that aren't around anymore. There's people kind of, you know, we talked last time y'all were on here about, you know, there's our little group, people kind of came and went and everything, you know, and there were certain people that I kind of caught like the tail end of, like they would still come around, but it wouldn't like they like crump them. Right. You know, they, you know, I kind of met him, on the periphery, you know, of what was going on, like major events, he'll still show up or whatever, you know, always super nice guy to me, but I just never knew him, knew him like y'all did. Right. Yeah. It'd be fun, man, just to see, <clears throat> just see, just to see some different phases or just see, or just see the, I guess, a younger version of all the faces, you know, again. <laughs> That's what, they you going go back to the time machine just to see. Just to see everybody. How young we were. Yeah. I just want my hair back. (laughs) (laughs) You can look at yourself and go, damn, man, look at that. Cool. Look at that jawline. What happened to that? (laughs) Man. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Hango Show. I'm your host, Hango Wooden. Back again. I got the boys in here. Got Jut and Harpoon. How are you guys doing tonight? 
Good. Man, fantastic. This is great. Harpoon brought cocktails for everybody, so we're already playing it pretty fast and loose with everything. Get the dice game going. (laughs) Yeah, man. Uh, uh, How was your week? You've been, uh, I mean, I guess it's been a couple of weeks, man, really, since we've since we Yeah, two weeks. A couple of weeks. Been all right. Busy at the shop. No, actually, the last last week of January was our slowest week of the month, but to be expected. I mean, people run out of money typically. Yeah, the end of the month, waiting on that, waiting on the first. So, it was actually calling at work this past week for me. I was shocked, to be honest. With we're we're moving so we're moving so much of that the, the convalescent plasma now to help try to treat COVID and stuff. It's probably the slowest week I've had probably in three or four months. I mean, it wasn't just constant running. That's a good thing, right? That means it's right. kind of slowing down? Or no, it just means the day shift actually did their job. <laughs> Didn't leave it for me to do. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Shots fired. <laughs> no, I mean, because a lot of times I don't think it means that it's a, it's a good thing. I just think it means that we're, a lot of times what would happen was uh, – Hospitals had orders in for convalescent plasma and whatnot, and um, I wouldn't be it wouldn't be able to come in until I got to work. I would go pick it up at one of my stops, I got you. and then bring it back, and then distribute it where it needs to go. So um, I think the supply is finally catching up with the demand, so it's it's a little easier now. We're able to um, we're actually able to stock hospitals with it. Instead of us just having a, we get some in and send it right back out. Uh, that's that's what it was. Well, it's it's we're getting more of a supply now because more people have been infected with COVID. Are more people donating now because of it? Well, or? it's just that because for the longest time we live in such a rural area. For probably the first, I don't know, three four months of us uh, getting FDA approval to use convalescent plasma with the antibodies. That's the whole point. You have to get it from somebody who's had COVID to have the antibodies. We take the plasma from them and then we freeze it and send it to somebody who's suffering with COVID. And we give that plasma to them with the antibodies in it to help them fight off having COVID. So for the longest time in our our area, is so rural and such a small community, for the longest time we had like 12, 15 people who were able to donate. They can't donate every day. It's like once every two weeks they can donate plasma. So now that it is spread more in our area, we got more, and people have recovered from it. We've gotten more donors who can donate, and so it's helping keep up with the d- demand a lot more. Because mm-hmm. I mean, hospitals are blowing us up. Hey, we, we need some more of that convalescent plasma. I'm like, well, we can't just keep draining people their plasma. They only have so much, you know. So um, it's. I wonder if they're incentivizing people to, you know, after their recovery, come in and donate. Are they, oh, yeah. Are they telling folks, mm-hmm. hey, look, man, this is a big deal, man. So whenever you get to a point where you're able, come in. Well, my company has has done a huge push, you know, letting, people, letting people know. Because for the longest time, again, when they first started trying to use convalescent plasma or to get approval from the FDA to do it, there were only certain places who had the equipment <clears throat> to draw convalescent plasma. And most of them were... L.A., San Francisco, places like that, 
they have a bigger population, they had higher infections, who had higher recovery rates. They were the ones who had the the facilities to pull to, to draw the plasma. Um, we didn't have it here, right. you know. Um, but now this became more. It's become more widespread, and and my company's been able to to catch up with everything. Um, they've got the equipment to places even more rural areas like us to get it going. So you know. A lot, of, a lot of people. What? Quit. So, when you're, whenever you say, "Man, your company was doing a push," I mean, that means you're you're trying to incentivize people or, or to ask them to come in and donate blood and stuff like that, right? Yeah, like all all of our ads now, it's not so much blood and platelets, even though we do need those things. And if if you're out there and you're listening, all twelve of you, if you, if you listen to this show and you can give blood, you can donate blood, donate platelets, please go do it. Um. Uh, a lot of places aren't doing elective surgeries right now because of everything going on, but um, they just need to like lo- uh, contact their local hospital or uh, health you, department. You can, you, or? you can just you can Google uh, blood donation centers, okay. and they'll give you your local one. It's going to be somewhere close. American Red Cross. It's going to be whoever that you can donate through. Uh, some places are some places are they have local blood banks that do, do it, and they have more nationwide ones. Um, yeah, if you just Google, you know blood blood banks in your area they can it'll kind of direct you how to do it um do people get paid for that uh, some do and some don't i know uh there's like one in our state that plays that pays for plasma but the problem is people who pay for plasma they usually don't get the best quality plasma because it's usually given by people who are have a drug problem or who have other, they're trying to make ends meet by, gotcha. you know. Gotcha. So um, volunteer donors are always better donors because they're doing it out of the goodness of their heart. They're doing it out of trying to help the community. Right. Um, yeah, if you've had COVID, please look into donating uh, convalescent plasma. Uh, it's it's make it for some people it works great. Some people don't have any effect to it. You know, it's kind of one of those things. No, it's, it's worth trying, though. It's worth trying yeah, to help I somebody mean, <laughs> else. You know? Yeah, if you could do that. That's great. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, you should you can donate blood once every two months, maybe. Something like that. The big push is you want to, if we could get everybody who's eligible to donate blood in the country to donate just three times a year, we would never have a blood shortage and you can donate like a, like six times a year. But if you just donate, if everybody in the country who's eligible to donate blood would do it three times a year, we would never have a blood shortage. Platelets are the same way. Cause you can donate blood within an hour and out done, you know, less possibly, but to donate, donate platelets, it's about a two hour process, but you can do it every two weeks and platelets are essential for Surgeries for trauma, for you no know, traumas, car crashes, um, gunshots, stuff like this. It's a the clotting agent in your blood. Um, so if you have if you have time, if you get a chance, go donate go donate blood. If you have a lot of time, go donate some platelets. Because unlike blood, blood's got a like a twelve week shelf life, platelets have got about four days. So. The platelet rotation is constant. You know, we got four days to find somebody who can use it, and then it's useless. It's, it's expired. Oh, wow. 
So real short shelf life. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> oh man. Harpoon brought everybody some some vodka shots tonight, so we've got cocktails going. Um so if it gets a little loosey goosey in here, uh you'll you'll know what's going on. Uh so Ben, what do you think about um it's kind of weird that that I put out in the universe that the guys over at Wall Street bets on Reddit was going to wreck the system. You know, I, I claimed they were a bunch of a bunch of weaponized autistic people, and, and sure as shit, man, they <laughs> they came through in force this week. They uh, they made a run. If you're not, I don't know how you could unless you're under a rock somewhere. Um, there's a uh, a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. We talked about it briefly last last week before last, I guess. Um, and uh, like we're recording today, what's today's date? First, isn't it? First. Yeah. It's Groundhog's Day. Um, so um, GameStop stock was bargain, bargain basement price, two, three bucks a share, first part of January. And a shitstorm happened on Reddit. Uh, they found out that a bunch of a bunch of people were shorting uh, the stock, and so all the big brain guys over at Reddit started buying up the stock to drive the price up, which made the uh, investment firms lose a shit ton of money. Um, you see the article where they got bailed out the other day. Uh, some of, one of the I guess it, I don't know if it was Melvin Capital or which one it was got a got money to bail out their losses from some other venture capitalist or whatever, gave them 2.6 million or 2.6 billion or something. Is that just to try to cover their positions? Try to cover the positions, but with what they did, they took the money and they shorted more of the stock with it. So <laughs> they have like quadrupled down on their bad bets so far. <laughs> I think I saw a report that they, they, they have lost 56% of, of their money this, this month just on shorts and they keep buying more into it. So what's the latest on uh, uh, Robin Hood stopping people from Oh trading? yeah, that was I got was, an email about that today actually. That was it was it was GameStop, AMC and oh, they oh, my pick uh, S, uh Sundial Growers uh they stopped they stopped letting you buy socks and the other morning. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I would be upset, you know. Yeah, I was going to read the um Read the email he sent me today. This is uh, hi, Hango. We want to reach out to you after a transformative week in the markets to answer a question we know many of you are asking: Why did Robinhood limit certain stocks? We understand that the temporary limits we placed on certain stocks this past week were frustrating for many, especially since we built Robinhood to expand access to investing. We have always sought to put our customers first, and we want you to be able to invest on your own terms. To help explain what happened and why we had to take action, we wrote a letter to our customers and captured the key understandings for you below. Number one, for Robinhood to operate, we must meet clearinghouse deposit requirements to support customer trades. Number two, deposit requirements are determined in part by how much a stock how much stock a firm's customer hold. If a customer, if a firm's customer holdings are 
volatile a broker in this instant Robinhood is obligated to meet higher deposit requirements. So now, I mean, all right, let me just see if I understand or, or I mean, maybe you can clarify this. Okay. So does that mean, so if it was a bank and you deposit some money in that bank and they can loan that money out, but they're required to hold a portion of that. So if you wanted to come and just withdraw some money so you could go do some personal business, then they would have cash to give it back to you. Right. It's just they've invested the other larger portion of it. That's the same thing they're doing? Is that what they're saying? It's just them saying that um, with the markets being so volatile and so many people hammering them nonstop, buying more and more and more, that their their requirements kept going up and up and up and up to, to what they had to meet. So that's the reason they had to limit people buying stock. That would upset me, man. Yeah, it made everybody pissed off. <laughs> I mean, like I, I told you, I texted you last week, week before, but, man, I like, I like SNDL. SNDL, Sundial Growers, it's a marijuana manufacturer out of Calgary, I think, up in Canada. And um, I don't know, man, it, I, I looked into it. Um, they had a lot of potential for growth. I thought, you know, what the hell? I put fifty bucks into it. So on Robinhood, you can put in either on Robinhood, you can put in, in, in either however many stocks you want to buy or how much money worth of stocks do you want to buy. Mm-hmm. And so I put in fifty dollars. It was sixty nine shares. It was a sign from the gods, I'm like, oh, this is a must buy. Then, so I put fifty bucks in. Next day, it shoots up. I put a little bit more money into it. Next day, it goes back up. Put some more. I've got like 125 shares of Sundial Growers right now. And today it broke a dollar a share. So uh, it's not too late to get in on it. It's, it's my hot. Plug was your hot pick one this, for this year, right? Plug is my pick, yeah, for the year. PLUG. Yeah. What's Why are you so bullish on them for? Um, I, I just think that as negative as – Overall feeling for carbon emission. Uh, I, I think this newer energies are going to be, they'll have momentum going forward. You know, it may not be an immediate, you know, jump in the stock or anything like that, but I, I feel like they're headed in the right direction where a lot of the other companies aren't. You know, I just, I feel like it's going more towards, you know, like electric power you know, hydrogen power, you, you, you see a lot of more alt, more alternative forms of energy other than just gas. Are they at the forf- kind of the forefront of it? They're, yes, they're, they're, they're right there as a, uh, a leader in a lot of that area. Okay. Uh, point number three on the email from Robin Hood. Last week, in part, in part due to volatility in some popular stocks, Robin Hood's deposit requirements rose tenfold. The combination of the deposit increase and the extraordinary increase in volume on these particular symbols led us to put temporary buying restrictions in place on a small number of these stocks. Number five, we had to take steps to limit buying in these volatile stocks to ensure we could comfortably meet our deposit obligations. We didn't want to stop people from buying stocks, and we certainly weren't trying to help hedge funds. They put that in big letters. We hope you take take away this. At Robinhood, we stand with everyday investors, particularly in the markets. 
from what I what I took from that was that you know, a lot of people were pissed off about it because the guys were trying to get in early and buy more. Um, GameStop was a big one. Um, AMC was a big one. And there was uh, there was one other one. I can't remember what it was, though. There's, I, I almost thought that I read uh, a headline. I didn't get a chance to read the article, but they had stopped moving on like 50 stocks now. If quite possible. I'm just I'm talking about the one the ones that I've the big ones they they were moving on. I know AMC um was it Blackberry? Blackberry Nokia was one of them. Yeah, it's all those. Um and then so that they stopped that you could still sell your positions, but you couldn't buy any new ones. Um a lot of guys complained that they were logging into Robinhood and their positions had been sold. And from this is all speculative. I don't know if it's true or not. Um, apparently, from what I was told, some of these guys were buying huge chunks of GameStop and AMC on margin. And in Robinhood's term of service, that they're allowed to sell off positions that are are too risky. Wow. So I don't know if that's true or not. Got no clue. But then this morning, first thing this morning, you see the news this morning? On CNBC, they came out. Reddit buyers are big on silver now. Did you see it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, after we discussed that two weeks ago, yes. they're going to come out with that shit. And everyone on Reddit's like, we don't give a shit about silver. We don't give a shit about silver. I know, yeah. I've, 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 <laughs> I've relived it a couple of times. <laughs> Promise you. Yes, silver was a uh, crazy, crazy. It, it was terrible. <laughs> that's, that's about all I can say. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know anything about trading. I mean, stocks alone are already pretty volatile. I couldn't imagine trying to deal in commodities or futures or any of that stuff. It seemed like it would just be crazy nonstop. See, there's a uh, a silver uh, trust that you can trade on the stock exchange, the SLV. Yeah, that's one they were talking about today. Yeah, that's the and, same one they mentioned today, SLV. And so that's the uh, that's the way to trade silver in a, or that is a way to trade silver in the stock market, where other than just going and buying silver. You know, or something like that. But yeah, uh, you know, I mean, there's a a lot of different assets. You know, I mean, there's there's physical assets like your home and um, things that you buy. You can buy precious metals, rings, you know, gold coins. You can buy, you know, silver cups or whatever. I mean, it's all gold and silver. All that stuff will always have value. You know, there's also I mean, the money you have in the bank. Any other, you know, investments. You may have a rare car. You may have a uh, a vintage guitar that is signed by Slash. You know, Slash. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it might be worth a lot of money. Um, you know, it's just it, the people decide they have different ways of investing their money. Some people gonna put it all in a bank, in a you know old school CD or something, and keep it in the bank. You know, T bill, whatever. They're going to do their own thing. Keep it under the mattress. Right. But, 
you know, that's just a way that, um, you know, somebody, some folks are, are looking to move their money. I saw uh, an interview uh, earlier today with uh, everybody seen Shark Tank. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mr. Wonderful. Um, he's a uh, huge money guy, man. Huge money guy. And he's on a lot of the uh, morning talk shows and the stock market and stuff. And he was saying today that right now when everybody's kind of selling off a lot of their a lot of the stocks, uh, he's he's buying more right now because he says he can't find anywhere else to put money that would make money. Mm. Like the you know all the banks and everything have such low interest rates, and you know he's like, man, this is this is this is going to hold your value right here. You know, if not, you've got more potential to make more money buying these stock. You know, buying stocks versus is he sitting a real, in a bank. Was he a real estate guy? Is that what he does primarily? He's, he's um, or is he just all over the place? He's, I'm sure he's got investments in real estate, but I mean, I, you know, I, he's more of a business buying businesses and stuff, you know, yeah. finance. Um, you know, Mark Hubert even came out in support of the, the Reddit guys and it just threw more gasoline on the fire. He's like, he's like, right. Fuck them. Do it. <laughs> <Buy more." laughs> I think Elon Musk even came out. Oh yeah. Well, I was tweeting that stuff, man. They got, they got all, they got, they got their balls to tingle and <laughs> daddy Elon said to buy more. So. Now he now he was even uh, you know they've got this so they've got the um, these stocks going but now they're kind of moving into crypto and they're also moving into silver they're moving into different things they're moving this money I heard a a, a possible explanation for where the money's coming from it's not just a bunch of random people there's probably some big money uh, players that are behind the movement you know that are getting the little guys involved as well then mm. uh, they're thinking that a lot of the Tesla money, you know, Tesla's gone, it's just oh, yes. gone straight up, you know, pretty much the last year or two. And uh, so there's been a lot of wealth created just by owning, you know, Tesla stock. Uh, there's, there's, there's several of them out there that are, that are, you know, all of a sudden just have a lot more money than they know what to do with type people. And uh, because the market's been going in that direction for a while. And they think that some of those, some of they're taking that money out of the those stocks now since they've had those big runs and and moving them in other spots. I mean, they're obviously brilliant people if they're making that kind of money on investments. So they've obviously done the homework and found out that the hedge funds are, you know, short on these positions. And why not take advantage of of their miscalculations? Basically, you know. And so now they're. I mean, why not take Reddit if they were the big money guys or whatever. You know, they probably wouldn't be able to do it on Facebook or Instagram because they're just or, or Twitter because Instagram's you know. full of people who are pitching get rich quick schemes. Have you seen those? It, it's it's some crazy stuff on there. One of the people getting into forex and stuff, doing foreign money exchanges and stuff, trying, trying to teach you how to trade money, how to make money. You you know, with five thousand dollars, you can be a millionaire in a month doing forex. Like, you no, know, you can't. <laughs> you can lose money real quick doing forex. <laughs> Yeah, it's the same. It's the same thing, man. Everybody's looking to to put their money into something. You know, there's a lot of people that are selling courses of, of all sorts of things. But I mean, this is, I think that's a, a problem though. Nowadays, everybody's like, it, which I think that's going. I'll get. I'll circle back to that. Um, people think, okay, I've got a thousand dollars. I can pump this into Robinhood for a month, and I'm gonna come out with a hundred thousand. Because they see all these guys on Reddit or, or or Instagram, whatever, showing you, you know, hey, 
you know, buy calls on this or buy puts on this. And, and, you know, but they don't tell you, you got to babysit that shit nonstop. That's the reason I don't, that's the reason I don't do options because I don't, I sleep during the day. I don't have time to sit there and, and, and watch for the exact second to sell, to sell that put or that call option. It's a belly grinder. <laughs> it really is, okay. you know. You sit there and watch, and you're just every tick. You're just you either, either way. You but what whatever happened to? Hey, I mean, when I started my Robinhood account. I put a hundred bucks in it. Just put a hundred bucks in, see what I can do. And you know, and the, the, one of the first stocks I bought is still performing pretty well. You know, it's it's slowly ticking up. If, if listen to me, listen to me, listen. If you're about 25 years old, start scraping together about five grand a year and put it in the market. Put it in solid, trusted com- companies and do it for 10 years. So, so $50,000 from 25 to 35 and just put it in trusted, solid stocks, none of this moving around. And by the time your retirement age, 65, you're going to be a millionaire. Time in the market pays off so much more than timing the market. Putting your money in for 10, it's a 10 year grind. When you say $5,000, man, so to, to a lot of people, that just sounds, there's no way that I could do $5,000. But go ahead. But if, if you, if you think about $5,000, it's, it's, there's 52 weeks in a year. So that, that puts you at a hundred bucks a week. All right. I mean, that's less than, you know, Pretty much eating out your breakfast and lunch. You know, if you it's go out t- to eat somewhere, you know, for breakfast and lunch, that's you're going to save that money that much, and you could put it in the stock market, and in ten years, be a millionaire. No, it, but in 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 forty years, you'll be a millionaire. Oh, so you, but you just do it for ten years, five grand a year for ten years, and by the time you're sixty five, as long as you invested that in some solid money, Coca Cola, Walmart. Amazon, solid, trusted stocks that aren't going to go up and down nonstop. You put that money in there and leave it alone. Just don't touch it. Do it for 10 years. When you're ready to retire, you're going to be able to retire. Everybody needs a Roth IRA. That'd be the there way you, you do that's, it. Yeah, that's... Cause, cause that's that if you way, get the money to start a Roth IRA. No, you can start a Roth IRA with $1.50. dollar fifty. It's just a. It's just a. Uh, I thought the Roth you had to have. So, you had to keep so much in it to, from the beginning, so you don't. So because it, it's about the tax deferment or something. Well, I mean, I, I'm now maybe I may be wrong. I may be that. wrong. I don't. But uh, either way it goes, the Roth IRA, our Roth IRA is the way to invest for your retirement tax free. So if you needed, so you're not going to be paying taxes on your gains, like on like just you do the Robin Hood thing. You know, and you buy fifty dollars a week or fifty dollars a month or whatever it turns out to be, you can afford. If you did that uh, over time, and you kept, and you put had it transferred into a Roth IRA, then if you did buy the um, Sundial, what was the name of the stock? Sundial Growers. Sundial Growers. Growing stock. or something. Growth. Yeah. Something like that. So, so you doubled your money, okay? In a regular account, they're going to tax you at the end of the year because that's income. Now, if you have it in a Roth IRA, which is for your retirement, as long as you don't take that money out and go buy something with it, they're not going to tax you with it. Right. You know, but you can hold it in there for a certain amount of time and then take it out uh, tax-free. 
but it's a it's a it's a better way to uh, retire with putting a little bit of money away. There's there's certain age limit. So for every, I may be saying this right, but each as you get older, you can put more into your Roth IRA. Mm. So it may start out two thousand dollars a year, and then as the older you get, it may four thousand, eight thousand, ten, whatever. You know, because you're closer to retirement, and they want to help you out. Hey, we're going to get you some tax free money. If you got ten thousand to put in it. Let's do it. Yep. But anyway, man, if you you know for the folks out there listening that aren't in the stock market or aren't having any kind of investments as a younger person, you know the Robin Hood way is a very you know you can buy fractional shares. And- I, will, I will say this um, from the email I just read. Um, I'm not going to be putting a whole lot more into to, to Robin Hood. Um, uh, I read a story yesterday. A guy said he called Fidelity to get going with them and to make sure that his uh, after hours trading was enabled. And he said it was on, on, on hold for over an hour. And the lady who finally answered, he's like, it's been pretty bad for you. She said, ever since the Robin hood thing happened, she said their call volume has went up 700% mm-hmm. people opening accounts through. So they're going back to what you talked about last week or week before about having to call someone on the phone <laughs> to make a trade, you know? So, I mean, yeah, the, the video game app version isn't always the best because they can just put a hold on your money you know, sometimes it's better to talk to somebody on the phone to find out what the hell's going on. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's other platforms other than Robinhood people can go to. There's well, TD Ameritrade, did, 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 they did for, they froze some stuff the other day. Uh, Webull fr- froze some trading. I mean, it wasn't just a Robinhood thing. A lot of these apps froze trading on some of these very volatile stocks. Huh. You know, but I think, um, I'm not the first person to say this, I think a lot of people are saying this, that what's going on right now could change Retail trading. This is going to be a way for them to keep regular people out of the game. You see, what's his name? Uh, Cooperman, whoever was on CNBC, they're not crying. One of these big, these big, what was his name? Leon Cooperman? One of these big, one of these big, big, like hedge fund guys, old dude. You know, they don't know what they're doing. They're messing people's livelihood. He's 80. He's weeping. On, I'm like, no. F you, buddy. <laughs> you've screwed the, you've screwed people for years doing this crap. And now you're getting a dose of your own medicine. You don't like it. But I think they may put restrictions on retail trading that you may have to have, you know, like a, you got to have $45,000 in your bank account before you can retail trade. You know, they're going, they're going to try to pull some stuff to keep regular Joe out of what's going on. Uh, that would be bad. Yeah, it would be bad. I mean, that, I, don't, I don't think that would be fair. It's it's a, it's just a it's an old boys club, you know. And now that people have learned how to do it easily through apps, they don't like it too well. Hey, what about this? Now I've heard uh, there's a, a company, and it may be Robinhood. I don't know. Maybe somebody else. Maybe I'll know real quick. Um, that will take your whenever you swipe your card at the store, and just say you've got fifty eight cents in change. Instead of taking that fifty eight cents and putting it back on your card in your account it takes it and automatically invests it for acorns acorns okay yep. right. okay do you have an account do you know my uh, wife does well, okay yeah now is that a uh is that pretty convenient do you get to she, your own stocks her, her whole thing no you can you know she said to her it's like you don't miss a change yeah right you know and so but once you once you start your account with them get the app you can set your investment to either low you know, to, uh, you know, conservative or aggressive, 
Okay. You know, I'm like, crank that bitch up, baby. She's like, oh, no, because she's not, a, she's not, she's not gambling. <laughs> hell, she's not a gambler. If that was, if that was quarters, she'd be pumping them to a slot machine. What are you talking about? How's that oh. any different? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> but let me say this. We are not financial advisors in any way. This is not any kind of financial um, advice. Advice. Yeah. We're, 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 we're <laughs> just people talking. Just we're just about. morons with microphones in front of our face. We're trained monkeys pretty much. So, so the reason why I started asking that question was, uh, Jet, man, do you think that in your store there might be a way for uh, when people swipe their card for it to go to some sort of an account if there was like instead of like a fractional portion of that automatically goes to a, an investment account of some sort. Would that be something, man, that you might, you know, be interested in? Say say like a 2% of every swipe, something something not very, something that you wouldn't miss, you know. Um, so just say, just for example, man, on a $100 sale, uh, 2% of that would go to an investment like a, a retirement investment or, or 1% or a half a percent of, or some percent. Would you be interested in doing something like that? You're talking about for the buyer. No, I'm talking but about for, for you, you as for, a business, for, owner. as a business owner. So just say, for example, somebody comes in and they, and they buy a hundred dollars worth of merchandise at your store. And they go, here's my card. And you take it over to your square machine or whatever. And you, and you swipe it and you know, uh, instead of a hundred dollars going to your bank account, ninety eight dollars goes to your bank account, and then that other two dollars would go to an investment retirement account for you. I mean, would that be something? And, and then you would have the option, just like with the Acorn, you know, if you want to be conservative or moderate or aggressive, you know, you could flip the little switch or whatever. You could pump it in, and I mean, in that way, at the end of the month, you'd get a statement. You know, you'd have your $98 bank cash statement and then your $2 investment statement saying that, hey, you either increased the value of your $2 investments by 10% or you lost 10%. There'd be a fluctuation there, but there would be a, an opportunity there for it to, to grow over time. Would that be something you'd be interested in doing? I have no idea. <laughs> that just went completely... Uh, I I I know what you're saying though. I get I get it. Um but so, okay, so so if I'm just an idiot. No, you're no, not, man. No. No, I'm probably saying it I'm probably saying it <laughs> screwy. Uh so just say for example, man, if if every time somebody swiped their card at your business, would would you you know, I know you're not an investor, you're not a um a stocky guy, um, but would you would you uh, like to have like like in some businesses they have like a four hundred one k you know where a portion of your pay is going to an investment retirement account or they may have a matching program of some sort you know have you ever worked at a job that had some sort of a, a retirement I mean four hundred one k four hundred one k yeah yeah okay same thing uh, but just individual uh, swipes so say you know like like your swiper may uh i mean at the end of the at the end of the month or the quarter or whatever they they'll uh they charge you a fee to use their their product right mm-hmm. um so just say for example you know if it's a uh a three percent charge that they charge you know but so at the end of the month that three percent just goes a hundred percent to them 
Yeah. So if it was 4%, it really wouldn't make that much a difference on how much money you take home. Not much. Yeah. But if, if that 1% went back to you, so at the end of the month you could go, Ooh, I got a little extra here, but it's just, it was automatically saved for you. Would you like to do something like that? I could see the, yeah. I would love to have that happen. I would love to have like a, um, every time my card swiper swiped, you know, a small portion of it, something I would never miss goes to some sort of a, an account, you know, it'd be like a bonus at the end of the year. You could just go, Hey man, I I never even knew I had that. (laughs) I found an article for you. Yeah. Okay. An Oklahoma, this is from uh, UPI.com. An Oklahoma bill would establish a Bigfoot hunting season. Why is this for me? <laughs> you love Bigfoot, man. <laughs> we used to work like, do you, do you watch Bigfoot Hunters last night? Then, then like two weeks ago, you were talking about, oh, man, I love Bigfoot. Right. All right. Um, an Oklahoma state representative introduced a bill that would establish a hunting season for one of the state's most infamous species of alleged native wildlife, Bigfoot. I mean, has there not been a hunting season for that thing? Oh. <laughs> I mean, if you're camping and that thing comes up, it's hunting season, man. I'm telling you right now. Representative uh, Justin Humphrey, a Republican from District 19, introduced a bill to the state legislature that would call on the, on the Oklahoma Wildlife Commission to designate a Bigfoot hunting season. The mythical ape has been the subject of numerous sightings in southern Oklahoma for years, and the region hosts an annual Bigfoot festival for fans of the cryptid. We found our first uh, remote show is going to be at the Bigfoot Festival in Oklahoma. <laughs> I think that's great. Would you go and say, I went out there and hunted for the Bigfoot. Woo, woo. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> this is a quote. The Oklahoma Wildlife Conservation Commission shall, uh, shall prove Prunelgate rules establishing a Bigfoot hunting season. The commission shall set annual uh, season dates and create a necessary specific hunting license and fees, the state bill says. The bill, if passed by legislature and signed by the governor, would take effect November 1st. So this is nothing more than just a way to get people to spend money to the state to get a Bigfoot hunting license. So it's kind of um, like a uh, Area 52 <laughs> alien hunting license. <laughs> it's, it's just a way for people to when go to Oklahoma, they can buy a Bigfoot hunting license. You know, it's just implicit money for the state, what it boils down to. Yeah, but I saw that. I, saw that. I was like, oh, I got, I got to read this for Harpoon. He'll, he'll love that story. I, do. I like that. <laughs> Plus, man, if there is actually somebody that actually comes up with one, you know, or, or something out there, they, they, they you know, I mean, there's got to be some good stories come out of <laughs> license of Bigfoot. Here's what it's, here's what it's going to do, though. It's going to it's going to to attract the pants on head, just crazy retarded people come out there with their elephant guns. guns and stuff. <laughs> so it's not just crazy people; it's crazy people with firearms. So it's going to be a lot of fun. So you got to think, man. All right, so what does they they got deer blinds and duck blinds and all sorts of. Hunting gimmicks, man. What's your Bigfoot blind going to look it's like? It's a Bigfoot call, man. We did it last two weeks ago. i tell you, man. That's Woo! Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, what, you said bark, bark one up. Bark one up. <laughs> bark one up, man. That's right. <clears throat> Sounds like they're just wanting to get all the good old boys in one one spot so they can take the guns. The crazy good old boys. That's what it sounds like. That's what like. it sounds like to me. Yeah, just get all the crazy crackers in one place. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> take those guns while they're all in one spot. 
Oh, man. Hey, what kind of firefight you think that'd be? Man? You get a bunch of people, man, that are ready to shoot an eight-foot ape. They're ready to. They're, I mean, they're itchy. And then all of a sudden you get some some guy in a, in a flag jacket going, hey, give me a gun. He's like, whatever, bro. Some, you know, I'm, I'm hunting this beast first. Yeah, do not show up in a ghillie suit. <laughs> <laughs> be, be confused for the wood ape. That's great. Uh oh, <laughs> we're having a meltdown. That's great. Uh, we're we're all pretty big fans of, of spicy food here. Oh, I know yeah. harpoon is. Do you, do you still fuck with spicy food at all? Or oh yeah, okay, I didn't. Yeah. Um, a Canadian man with a love for spicy food broke a Guinness World Record by eating three Carolina Reaper chili peppers in under ten seconds. The Guinness video of uh, Mike Jack downing the three peppers in 9.72 seconds during his attempt in London, Ontario. The record-keeping organization said the rules required each pepper to weigh at least 0.18 ounces. Jack also had to provide a certificate verifying the chili peppers that he ate during the attempt were, in fact, Carolina Reapers. That's too much. All right, man. I, I mean, I got just a couple of things on this. All right. So... Less than so about nine seconds. Yeah, nine seconds. Nine and three quarter seconds. All right. Now, first of all, this guy's not going to taste any of that. He's right. going to feel it afterwards. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the but the but the whole praise of the article is how fast he ate it. Not not necessarily what he ate. Well, it's kind of what he ate, but how fast? I mean, if you think about eating, all right, just say you got three grapes which are these peppers are going to be bigger than grapes. But if you had big grapes, um, then kind of see them right there. Yeah. So like a big grape, like a prune. And, uh, so think how fast it would, I mean, how long it would take you to eat three individually. Throw one in, chew, 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 throw one in, chew, 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 throw one in, chew, chew, chew. I mean, that's already seven, eight seconds right there. And then you got to gulp one back, you know, I mean, that's, that's fast for eating three little anythings. Yeah. He threw him down. I watched the video of it. He 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 didn't he didn't dilly dally while he was doing it. <laughs> Put him in, <laughs> took about three big chumps and swallowed them. All right, so that's a, that's that's nine seconds of for like nine and a half hours of like yeah, hanging onto the wall, <laughs> <laughs> you know, grabbing a wall and whatever's close, man. When you're on the toilet, I was speaking of uh, hanging onto the wall. I got some feedback from the last episode y'all were on, uh, Matt. From give up some thought when another shows in our network. He's a chef up in, in St. Charles, and I, he mentioned sitting side settled on the, on the toilet at the, <laughs> the right. whole place. He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I worked in a place like that." <laughs> it's, it's, I guess it's like a it's like a uh, a food service ritual that you have to work at one place and you have to sit side settled on the toilet because you can't you can't face forward. <laughs> it's a very odd feeling, man. Sitting yeah, side saddle. Don't it don't conform to your ass at all. It's going no, the opposite that's way. That's right. <laughs> That's right. If you just want to try something different tonight, go sit on your toilet side saddle, man. I mean, you ain't even got to be doing any business. Just go sit on it for a second and just think about doing it. You know, just sit there and go, you know, man, you got, all right, so you got your drawers around your ankles. And then you just sit down side saddle on it. And you're just like, man, this ain't going to work. Okay, now imagine that. And it's also about 100 degrees outside. And it's about 150 in the building you're trying to do that in with no air conditioning whatsoever. How bad is it already, man, to be sweating and take a shit? 
Oh yeah, and then you're sliding around the, well, on the. Well, first like, you gotta oh, first you gotta you gotta peel, you gotta peel your pants and your, and your underwear down. Oh yeah, that are stuck to you already. And then sit sides out. And this was this was in the nineties when I was doing it, and there wasn't any of this fancy schmancy, you know, nice material for your underwear. This was just cotton boxers, and and camo cargo shorts. <laughs> you know, that are just heavy denim. You gotta peel that stuff down, and then trying to get it back up oh, on yeah. top of that. Yeah, wet by nine thirty. Oh yeah, morning, oh yeah. Nine thirty one. You're soaked. Oh yeah. Kitchen life. I never did tell you. I don't. I, don't, I may have told you. I don't know when we were when we were working there. Um, it was ninety nine percent of the time it was Kev that was there because Mike took care of the other place. So you know, I got where I was working with Kev all the time. And there was that walking track across like the city walking track, right. you know. And there was one lady in town. <laughs> you heard this story before? <laughs> I, I think I, I think I know. Where Are you going. just no Kev? No, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'm going to tell the story. There was right. one lady in particular. Whenever she go walking, Kev just got an urge to go walk that track too, and he'd fall in right behind her every time. <laughs> I, he, was, he was like a dog seeing, seeing, the, seeing the people come home. When that, her car would come around the corner to park, he's like, I'm going to go walk for a while. See what he'd take off. Care how hot he was, how sweaty he was. He went there. He walked a mile with that woman. I, oh, man, I would laugh. So he's like, you got the phone, ain't you? Bye. I'm gone. Oh, man. Call me if you need me. <laughs> that and I remember that working there. And then uh, once a month, he would go. He'd go, I go sit down. He went in the car and just hold hold his stomach. He he roll his window down. Go get me some milk. That's when he, he was having all that problems with that ulcer and stuff, you know. Acid reflux. Acid reflux. Yeah. Um. I, I I probably bought him seven gallons of milk working there with him. He just he just chugged that stuff trying to ease it. Yeah. He finally got that. He finally got. He finally got that taken care of. But damn near killed him, didn't it? It very, very, very closely did. Sure did, man. He lost a lot, a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Sure did. Mm. Yeah. Um, got another report here. This week's Florida man. Thought y'all would enjoy this. A naked Florida man stole what news footage showed to be a marked police vehicle and crashed it into a wooded area. Naked. Naked. Joshua Schechner, 22, was arrested after Thursday's crash on charges including theft of... Whoa. (laughs) (laughs) One person stands up and the whole table about flips. (laughs) We're not close enough to San Andreas Fault for that. (laughs) Joshua Schechner, 22, was arrested on on Thursday's, Thursday's crash on charges including theft of a motor vehicle, aggravated battery on a law enforcement officer, Depriving an officer of means of communication or protection and resisting an officer without violence, according to the Jacksonville Sheriff's Office report. Officers responded to reports of a naked man running along Interstate 10 in western Jacksonville shortly before noon Thursday. This was midday, naked jogging on the side of I-10. Schechner was lying in the roadway when an officer stopped on the opposite side of the route, the report said. Schechner then ran across the highway lanes towards the officer. The, re- the redacted report didn't say how Schechner stole the vehicle. Authorities confirmed only that a vehicle belonging to, a, to the city of Jacksonville was stolen. First Coast News footage of the scene showed the crashed vehicle to be a marked patrol car. 
According to the police report, about $10,000 worth of damage was done to the vehicle. Officers noticed Schechner had road rash after the crash and was taken to the hospital to be checked out, authorities said. Schechner was being held on a $4,011 bail. Jail records didn't list an attorney for him. Hmm. Yeah, there's so many questions with that. Number one, why was he laying in the middle of the road? Number two, why was he laying naked in the middle of the road? And number three, as a police officer, why wouldn't you call for some help before you approached a naked man laying in the middle of the road? Am I wrong here? I mean, oh, man. Do what? No, you just you bumped the leg when you got up and it shook the microphones. Oh, man. Right, y'all want to do some gambling? You got any quarters? Make any change on them? Whoop, there's one roller. Got a quarter and a penny. There you go. Oh, excuse me. Um, All right, so before I start, man, I'm just going to say right now, man, if this, so this is a $5 ticket. And you went up to a hundred thousand um, dollars. So man, anything over a hundred bucks, jig, I'm gonna give you half, and uh, harpoon. I'll, I mean, uh, hango, I'll give you the other half of my half. <laughs> yeah, uh, Judd brought everybody, or brought all, th- all, brought all of us five dollars scratch off tickets. Um, so we're gonna do a little gambling here on here on on the podcast. Um, who wants to go first? I'll go ahead. Got to do our scratchers. How's it work? You scratch everything yeah. off. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't rocket surgery. <laughs> rocket surgery. Either. Oh, man. Oh, gosh. I've, I've got a feeling that there's some that. Okay, Judd bought these. I've got a feeling somehow we're. He's lucky. We're being real. Yeah, he's lucky. He's really lucky. I mean, both you guys have, have won some uh, pretty serious slot winnings, haven't you? I've I've took a couple couple good whacks. Yeah, that last one I think was. <laughs> we went down uh, see the wife's mom, and I like I like to gamble late at night when there's not many many people. Out on the floor, pre-pandemic. Yeah, this was two years ago. Yeah. Um. So that way, I can play anything I want to without a big crowd being around. You know, I kind of be left alone. Not have to wait. Right. You know, or just be able to get on a table if you want to. If you want to, like, play craps or something. Usually, it's it's a crowd around there, and uh, nothing. Nothing. Damn. Um. I went down. Shit. It was like one, two in the morning. I went down, I was like, you know, couldn't sleep, of course, because I don't sleep. Right. And uh, so I got down there, and I'm like, shoot, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put some money in some of these machines, see what happens. And I found one of them, put like a, a $100 bill into it. Hit it, hit it, hit it, nothing, nothing, nothing. Like on the fifth, sixth roll, it rolled up. The screen went all funky and stuff. $3,200. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> you know, well, 
so they come, they have, to, they, have, they have to hand pay this stuff, you know? So I'm standing there with my dick in my hand, like an asshole, you know? And they come over there like, <laughs> where else would it be, man? You want thirty two hundred dollars? So dollars. Plus, it's it's two thirty in the morning, and so there's not a ton of of people working working the floor, you know. Nothing. Free ticket. Hey, oh, we got a winner. There you go. Um, not a lot. Not a lot of people working the floor. So I'm standing here waiting for somebody to come, you know, hand pay this. That's come out. Do all the tax papers, all that kind of crap. So a guy comes by and sees a screen. He's like, hey, man, what were you playing? I said, the same one here next to what you're looking at. I'm going to play this myself. So I right, go for it. He was feeding $100 bills in this thing. I mean, like six, $700 bills into it. He starts playing max bet. Well, the max bet on that machine was $8. And so he's sitting there just plugging away at $8 in this, in this thing. He kept going, this thing ain't paying me nothing. This thing ain't paying me nothing. I'm like, well, dude, it's not an ATM. <laughs> It's a slot machine. Of course, it's not going to pay you nothing. Man, it's rigged. How, how did you get that? And I can't get it. I'm playing max bet. I said, I wouldn't play a max bet. I've been playing max bet. It'd been like a $12,000 payout. You know? But yeah, that was like, oh, and then, so then I had like this, and they wanted to give me a check. I'm like, no, I want, I want cash. You know, I put cash in. I want cash out. They come through and they hand, hand pay this, you know, $3,200, whatever it was. I go up. I go up to the room and uh I was they gave me one of these one of those fake big checks. Like like it was like about a foot and a half long and probably like, you know, ten inches tall and they like had like my name on it and the wow. the amount and everything. So I was gonna sneak in there and put it like next next to Tinker's side of the bed. <laughs> so I, when I'm trying to prop it up there, the damn thing slides off and like it's a glass or something. And she, she wakes up. What are you doing? I was like, I held, the, held that check up. She goes, how? And I told her what happened. She's like, well, I want to go play. So she gets up, takes her pajamas off, puts clothes on, and she goes downstairs with me at 3 in the morning to go play, go play some. <laughs> she want to win her some, too. <laughs> oh, man, I need to start scratching myself to see here. Now, what you're not telling everybody, man, about the time in between she got up and y'all came down there you know oh daddy oh yeah. Uh, yeah 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 no been married <laughs> too long for that man so what do you have to do here man like match three in a row or four in a row or just win any i don't even i don't know no you just you match any of the top numbers to any of these so if that that number shows up anywhere i win yeah if any of these these four show up anywhere here that's oh, a win cool and the more they match, the more you win. That's the way it works. So this, I don't, I don't ever, I, I don't ever play these games ever. All I do is always try to win like the, the eighty million gimmick, you know. <laughs> you got anything yet over there, Harpoon? Zero. But I don't know. Of, I don't know, man. I, I'm just trying to get it all scratched off, then I'll check it out. Really. This is really cool, man. Appreciate that. This is this is really no problem. Yeah, we'll end up winning the hundred thousand. He'll he'll hit us up. I bought that for you, man. Hey, man, I'm already. I I'm need already, to get a cut. I'm already down with giving him half. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with taking it. <laughs> this is mesmerizing radio for sure. Once over, man. See what you. Uh, 
three retards do scratch offs for fifteen minutes. <laughs> so shout out to our boy Dave. He's uh, he's listening. What up, Dave? Down in the Delta. To uh, need to see if we can find a. Yep, that's a no go. That's a no go. Yeah. I don't think I want a, want a damn thing. Twenty nine, thirty seven, forty, thirty. Hey, y'all cracked it a few licks, man, on the on the slots before, hadn't you? I hit a big hit, for a couple of. I hit one, one really good one. Uh, I was thinking, man, you had like a at a bingo, bingo. Yeah, I hit for uh, about six grand. <laughs> Check those, make sure my eyes ain't all fucky. That's a lick. I'll tell you right now, man. That's... It didn't suck. You remember that time that me and you? I had that free room at Horseshoe. Me and you went up there like on a Sunday or something, mm-hmm. and. uh I went to play poker first thing that morning. Do you remember that shit? I sit down, I sit down at the at the seven card, the seven card uh, stud table. Yeah, you remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want know to tell about the guy who sat down there next to me? Yeah, I'm sitting there with pocket Acting aces, like he didn't know how to play. Yeah, <laughs> no matter, no matter, no matter what I bet, he called. No matter how big I bet, he called. He wouldn't even look at his cards yet. Yeah, he was just sitting there. Just straight playing you. Just didn't even, didn't even flip he the card. No, he didn't even look at his cards. They like, were, his cards were sitting face down. He, he, no matter what I bet, everybody else, had, everybody else had, had went out. And I think I, I had pocket aces, and on the on my last pocket card, I got another ace. I had three aces, and I'm sitting there throwing money, throwing money, throwing money. This guy had called it every single time, and I was like, I got three aces. He turned his his whole cards over. Finally, he's like, Oh, I got a flush. I picked up all the money and got up and left. Yeah. It was, it was like a wizard or something. Just came, just came down and plopped down next to me and just took all my money and left. Wee! Gone. Oh, I was like, man, son I'd of a bitch. I'd be upset with that, too. <laughs> no go, man. No winners? No. Well, we're still broke. Got a, got a free ticket coming. Got a free though. ticket. You want to hear some, some local crime reports? Sure. What you got? You may see some of Harpoon's relatives in here. <laughs> Jeez, let's hope not. <laughs> I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't confirm it, man. A 77-year-old County Road 1451 man said he and his son had a verbal disturbance. The son, who doesn't have a job, is always at the father's house, quote, trying to argue about anything and everything. The son left before the deputy arrived. The man said that he was going to change the locks. It's kind of a common story right here, ain't it? And then what? And then what happened? That was it. <laughs> so, I mean, so what was the what was the crime? What were the- uh, the, this guy called the sheriff's department about his son wanting to argue about everything. Half of these, so he just kicked him out, and then he kicked him out. Him? His son just his son just wanted to argue, and then left when the deputy got there. You've read you've read the police reports from this area. It's all this stuff. It's people calling the police for no reason whatsoever. And some of it is hilarious. I don't ever look at it, man. I, I, you know, if there's any drama on TV or radio or wherever I am, man, I, I, I click past it. 
<laughs> I try to be drama free, you know, unless it includes me. And I don't want to let, I'm like, oh, no. Dude, some of the some of these people are just oh, there's only like five of them today. Yeah, so. which guy? So what else? So there's an um, argument between a, a, a dad and a son. Yeah, a 77 year old man and his son. So this guy's like, how was his son? Probably like your age. Oh, my God, that, he needs. What's he get on with it, boy? <laughs> oh man, get go on. invest in that silver, boy. Get, yeah. get on with it. Go go get you a mower. <laughs> Go push most yards, man. <laughs> Straighten your ass out. Uh, a local plant employee said he was threatened by a man who was fired today. As they were escorting the new, the now former employee out of the building, the suspect said, "Quote: I'm going to shoot you in the face." And and quote: I'll come find your mother's house. Yeah, probably not advisable. No. <laughs> Short yeah, while later, the suspect texts the man. Telling him to come to the store so he could physically assault him. I'm guessing he probably said, come down here so I can whip your ass. That's probably what was said in the text. Oh, let's see here. A woman went to check uh, the mail at her boyfriend's County Road 45 house and found the carport door open. Someone had stolen the stove, the refrigerator, the washer, dryer, and the gun cabinet from the house. That's not been occupied since June. Say so they were there for a while. If you're moving appliances, you're that's a you got a dolly involved and all sorts of it, man. That's you're taking a minute. A, a neighbor saw a male acquaintance going into the house recently. You mentioned that I I know a guy. And he he used to drive uh like over the road, trucking. He lived right up here on the side of the highway. He cut out one Thursday or Friday, whatever, going on a, on a haul. And uh, got back like 13, 14 days later, whatever it was, his house was empty. I mean, there was nothing. All the appliances took, took he's like a, like a change jug like we all have. It took a change jug, dressers. I mean, I left some clothes there. But like anything that wasn't nailed down, bed, all gone. Took it all. Cleaned him out. Wow. Somebody had a GPS on his truck. Well, somebody who just knew he was gone for, you know, two weeks at a time, you know. Um, let's see here. An East Garrison woman said a male subject had been drinking and started to curse at her around 8 p.m., so she called 911. He calmed down went to his room before the deputy arrived. This, this is constant. You know, p- people who might need help can't get help because – of Lucy Lou over here calling because her boyfriend got mad at her. Um, a man said he was shooting dice with two, two other males on a county road near a club in the union community. When they heard gunshots, everyone took off running. Once he got to his truck, he realized he had been shot. So he drove to his sister's house and she drove him to the hospital he told the police he did not know any of the other men, but thinks they were trying to rob him. He had seen one of the suspects carrying a gun in the past. Well, you know, you kind of learn from experience or know who you're around. So you're shooting dice on a gravel road with people you've seen with guns before. <laughs> First of all, man, you got to be thinking, all right, bro, whatever it is you're smoking. It's Stop crack. it. It's crack. Stop Smoking it. Crack. <laughs> That's right. Shooting dice on a gravel road. 
I mean, come on, man. How you going to know what number it is? <laughs> Headlines. I mean, it's going to be so crooked. You're just guessing. I mean, we used to play like like at a, in a seven back and a half. Seven <laughs> <laughs> sideways. That's right. Get that slant six on it. <laughs> now, we used to play at a poker, like a backroom poker game, you know, and no one ever. No one ever said anything about anything. Oh, no, it was all yeah. bullshit. You know, yeah. we'd talk shit or whatever. Yeah. Um, would you? Yeah, you were. <laughs> if you were there that night, the night I was, I was pulling jacks all night long. A pair of jacks, three jacks, you know, jacks and deuces. It was, it was every hand that I had that I won with had at least a pair of jacks in it. It was just, it was boom, boom, and I was, I was up probably forty bucks or whatever. And uh, young Austin, remember him? Right. Yeah. He was there that night. And and big Austin was sitting next to me. And, of course, it, you, I can't I, – I could not play the same table with big Austin because he's had me laughing. I couldn't concentrate on the game because he was just talking some bullshit all the time and had me cracking up. Right. I couldn't concentrate on what I was doing because he's over making voices in my ear or just, or just talking to some wild shit. And so <laughs> I got into a hand – Got my pocket, my, got my whole cards, pair of sixes. All right, you know, so I, I bet them. And uh, whoever was to my, my right bet them, uh, little Austin called. Came back, everybody else folded, got back over here, you know. I think Austin was dealing. And so, earned a card, and came up six, six, jack. I had four sixes on the flop. And so... <laughs> I'm trying to stay composed and not shit myself at this table. I just, I just flopped four sixes, you know. I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to bet it. Well, little Austin raises. So I re-raise, and he calls. They came up another jack. So it was two sixes and two jacks out there. Well, I've got the quads, you know. And so I'm sitting there, and, and uh, you know, I, I bet little Austin raises. I call. The last car came out, it was like a – Three or seven, it was no consequence. And so little Austin's like leaning over toward me, like talking some mad shit. Like, yeah, you gonna do it again? You gonna so I, I bet he raises, I re-raise, he re-raises over the top. Well, I call it, and Austin said, "Show him the Austin those damn pair of jacks. Where's your fucking jacks at now? Well, he's got a you know." You know, six is full of jacks. I turn over those two sixes, and dude, he turned pale white. He turned so white. And Big Austin gets on top of the table. Where's your jacks at now? His face. He's like, that boy's got quad six. You talking about jacks? Talking about jacks? He's got four sixes. What are you talking? Sit down. Sit down. Dude, that, that kid. He like he'd seen a ghost. He thought he was going to pull like like you know full house of me. And I, t- I turned over those two sixes and he shit and piss himself at the same time. I was going to vomit the table. It was so funny. That was a really incredible time, man. Austin had a really cool place to go play cards. Oh, it, and it was just that you know I don't care if it was one table or if we had four tables going to that place. Yeah, it was always a good time. Very good time. And no yeah. no one ever got pissed Wide off. Wide variety of people and talk, a lot of yeah. lot of shit talking. A lot of shit. <laughs> And you got to think, man. I mean, you know where you're right basically downtown. So once the game was over, man, you just walked down the street to the bar. Yep. It was very cool, man. I always look forward to going over there. Uh, 
after he after he moved out of the alley to the other place over next to the arena. Did you ever go over there at all? Let me think. It used to be like a, it was a hair salon at one time. Little lost his mom rented the place, and he opened up a card game in the back of it. I don't know if I went over there. Yeah, that was a super nice place. Huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't even know if he's if he I don't know how I don't know if he moved from there or not. I I kind of after I met the wife, I kind of quit going. See, that that was I, every Tuesday, Tuesday and Thursday. I think he played those. See, man, now think about it. Earlier we were talking about you know being a fly on the wall in the past. Wouldn't that be cool, man? To go back, and, <laughs> you know, that, and just and see some of the, like the like the card game things. I mean, there was thirty or forty people in there sometimes. Oh yeah, it'd be packed sometimes, and that'd be some that'd be significant money moving around. You know, I mean, everybody ante up. Well, he would do tournament nights, tournament, you know, and whatever. Yeah. But the nights that we were doing like the the one dollar, two dollar, no limit, some stacks came through that place. I mean, big yes. money. There was a uh, there was a New Year's Eve uh, one night. That he had a poker game, at some real big mansion type house, and uh, the lady that lived there uh, was good friends with him or something. And you know, of course, nobody back then was really a very good player, you know. But there was a lot of money moving around, you know, because you know they were just in that, you know, just had that circle of people, and. Uh, course man you know we would go over there and play tournaments and and stuff like that but it was kind of like when the big poker boom was just every it was all on tv and you know everybody was kind of in you know it, it i know i'm just going to circle back just for a second but it kind of feels like the stock market is kind of like that too now <laughs> no no everybody's in like there's a poker craze yeah and like everybody even like housewives people that like normally would not be interested in anything all of a sudden man knew what Two pair was or something like that. Knew what Texas Hold'em was in general, yeah. you know. And now, man, everybody, even housewives or whoever, and I say housewives, man, I'm just just saying that as a everyday person, term, everyday person. Yep. Um, is is now they're telling you they're giving you their stock tip. You know, we started off tonight, man. With hey, what's your <laughs> stock tip? We're just everyday people. You know, I don't know. I it's just a you know, everybody gets interested in something. You know what the latest craze is. Have you have you looked at? Uh, you ever tried predicted? What? There's a website called Predicted. Uh-uh. You can go in and place bets. This is all prop bets. They do a lot of like political bets on there. Like who you think is going to win the presidency or or this Senate seat or that Senate seat or whatever. Um, Addison and Matt both have, have fucked around with it a lot. Um, and you you can you can make up a bet and take bets on it. I mean, it's 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 pretty wide open. Um, What's the name of it again? Predicted. I think it's. Let me look right quick. You got a subscription to that jig? I don't. <laughs> like I'd make up my own bet and just win it. <laughs> right. like, who wants in? Now, have you ever heard the? I need to send you a video. Of the guy on from that Wall Street bets page. I'd get back into this, but it's, it's what we're doing. There's just so much. It's not even Tom Foolery anymore. It's Tom Fuckery. It's Tom Foolery's free, uh, cousin. It's Tom Fuckery um, going on in the stock market right now. But those those guys at Wall Street Bets have got a long line, long history of, of pulling some wild shit. This one guy on there was doing like box spread. You know, you're familiar with like box spread stuff? Very so, lightly. Okay. You know, you're you're buying puts and calls on the same thing at similar 
expiry dates, you know, so you're kind of at a range. You're kind of betting both sides, you know, so, you know, it can't go tits up. What happens is what happened that whoever this guy, I think it was, I think it was, I think it was irony, man. He, he was doing this box spread stuff and thinking, Hey, I got it covered both ways. You know, I, it, it literally cannot go tits up. That was his quote on the Wall Street Bets page. Well, then what happened was people started, people started buying his put bets. And so he was like having to sell them off. He closed like 200-something contracts in one day. 500 bucks a pop every time. And so, yeah, he ended up broke. He ended up owing Robin Hood like $45,000 at the end of the day. That sounds and, like a bad night at roulette, man. <laughs> Black and red. Black and red. And it, coming up, and it coming up green, you know? <laughs> you hit double zero every time. Yeah, every time you just hit double zero, and you're like, I can't do it again. <laughs> uh, Big Dave, what you doing right now, man? Right now, dude, let's, let's all do 50 push-ups. How about it? Let's go. Ready? Oh, God. There was a day, man, where we were all like, hey, let's do some push-ups. <laughs> right now, man, I think it like pull an elbow something gimmick or something. Yeah, it's predicted.org. And uh, that's it's it's all just it's all just politic. Uh, huh? It's all just um, so you can bet on all of it. Does it give you like a like in a football game? It'll give you a, like you here at Biden administration uh, votes to confirm people security of the state on February fifteenth. And it gives you like the price, what's going up, what's going down. Got it. Kind of like a boxer. Yeah, you could just you know it's like it's like buying shares of a bet, and they go up and down depending on who's buying in or who's selling. Um, you know how many cabinets will be confirmed? How many cabinet members will be confirmed by March first? You know it's twenty seven cents, and you can buy as many shares as you want. I guess I, I, never, I never really fucked around with it. That's kind of crazy. Now you can bet on politics. Well, like even like Bodog back in the day when I mean if Bodog's still a thing or not. I don't know. Um, I haven't heard that in a long time. <laughs> they had prop bets on there like for... <clears throat> they had prop bets for uh, celebrity stuff and politics and everything else. Um, you could bet like... Uh, it was uh, Odd Shark was taking bets on who would end up being on the Iron Throne at the end of Game of Thrones. And every, every season it would fluctuate depending on whose story arc was doing what. You know. Did you, did you ever watch that series, Game yeah. of Thrones? Uh-huh. No, I did. I mean, I watched it. I, I don't know. Did you watch it? Hell yeah, I watched it. Did, so would you have picked the the? No, because that last season was just <laughs> fucking retarded. It was so dumb. They ruined that whole show because the writers wanted to run off and, and write Star Wars. And then they, you don't know that? Oh. Yeah, so reason they, they wanted that thing to go on for like 10, 15 seasons. Really? They had, <laughs> yeah, they had plenty of stuff. But that's the reason that the last season, everything started ramping up all of a sudden real quick. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, forget about that storyline. Let's do something else. You know, that was the, the, the two guys who were writing the show, those showrunners got offered to write some new uh, Star Wars thing. Well, that, that made their balls all tingly and shit because they're a couple nerds. And so it's like, well, let's wrap this shit up right quick so we can work on Star Wars. Oh. And so they, they didn't even half-ass it. They quarter-assed that shit and and left everything, everybody with with their with their dick in the wind, you know, and it sucked. 
And then they went to do Star Wars. They ended up losing that writing gig. So it was all for naught anyway. Oh, man. So, um, yeah. They wanted that show to, I think, I think George R.R. Martin wanted to do it for like 12 seasons. And somebody else wanted to do, who's pulling in here? I think that was I think that was my point. The drivers are so close out there, right next to each other. So anyway, yeah, they. Uh, I think George or George R. Martin wanted to do like fifteen seasons of that. He said he had he had enough. Of course, if he would just write the fucking book, it wouldn't be that big of a problem. Um, I th- I think HBO was like twelve seasons maybe, and they did what they did eight, I think. That last season was just so cobbled together to me. Well, they were doing it like every year, year and a half, or something like that. Once a season, I mean, dang, it would take forever. To well, they drag kept it out. They kept saying that um, you know, they took two years or year and a half to make that last season, and they kept they were talking all this shit about, oh, it's gonna be, gonna be epic. Every episode's gonna be like an hour and a half long. It's gonna be huge. It's gonna be this. It's gonna be that. And man, a lot of it just fell flat. You know, I mean, for the, they're going to spoiler alert. If you haven't watched Game of Thrones yet, turn off now. Um, the way they killed the was it the Night King or whatever with the dad, you know, Arya coming flying out of the dark. Come on, man. There was a lot of a lot of stuff that last season, kind of like you said, just kind of blew past. You know, and then the whole. Jamie and Brienne, Jamie's storyline was a huge storyline of, of redemption. And, you know, and you know, him and Brienne were going to, and he's like fucking off back to his, his sister wife, you know. I mean, you know, because incest is best, apparently. I missed that one. That, 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 yeah, that whole last season just fuckered up the whole show. It's, it's something about watching a series of shows. Whether it's the Sopranos, I used to love to watch the Sopranos, man. Did you like to watch the Sopranos? Did you ever watch them? I, I watched them. The uh, there was a couple of there was another show. I don't know, man. Any just any any series of of stuff like that. You just don't ever want to really see come to an end, or you kind of have this build up of how you think it should end. You know, there's I don't really know of any of them that I've ever watched that I was like, man, I'm glad it ended like that. You know, I mean, I watched Sons of Anarchy. You know, all the way to the you know the end. That was something that I'd I'd kind of picked up there for a while, and then of course the Sopranos and uh, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, it was another HBO kind of a gangster movie. Yeah, Tink was into that. Tinker was into into Boardwalk Empire. I tried watching it, and it just so, I, I couldn't get a hold of it. You know, I, I couldn't. It didn't. It didn't tickle my fancy. All all the there was all kind of gangster type show. You know. Things that I, you know, that, that I mean, of course, now, man, I've watched several others, but, you know, all of those, I kept thinking to myself, you know, just the way they ended, I was like, it's kind of a letdown, mm. you know? So I don't know if that's just kind of the way it is with all series, you know? I mean, if you're ever like going, yes, I'm glad it ended like that. Because, I mean, it's just one of your favorite shows. If you watch it all the time, you know, you're not happy it's ending, regardless. Did you ever watch The Office at all? Mm. Yeah. The Office was great till about season. Eight or nine, and after I've watched through it thirty times or whatever, I got where I can kind of pinpoint where it went off the rails. It was like about five or six episodes after Steve Carell left the show, 
they were just trying to cobble shit together to try to fill that void. He was such a big character in that show. You're not, no matter who you put into that position, it's not gonna, it's not. And then the last season was just them grabbing at straws. I mean, they were just trying to find a way to wrap it up. You he's, know, he's so, he's so funny. <laughs> and a everything, of, a couple of movies. I'm just thinking to myself, that's crazy. Bro. That is super funny. <laughs> Yeah, I think we were. I was watching the other night. Um, I I was already in bed and turned on the TV. And I think the forty year old virgin was on or or knocked up one of those two, and I turned it on and and Tink came in the room. She said, what are you watching? And I, I tell her I've never seen that before. Like you've never it had it had to be knocked up that she hadn't seen maybe. But I, I think she watched the forty year old virgin. Um, but yeah, she, I was like, have you not seen this? Or maybe it was super bad. It was one of those Judd Apatow, you know, movies that were just really good back back then. Um, I guess they're still good now. I know, maybe I've just seen them so many times. I've kind of dulled to what it what it was. It's kind of like you know, uh, the first time you saw Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> you know, that was you know when I was in junior high, and that was the fu- and Ace Ventura. That was when I was a kid. That was the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. Like real laugh out, like you would laugh out loud. Yeah, but it was like, dumb humor. Yeah, <laughs> Three Stooges, man, in the movie. That's exactly right. Most girls aren't going to be like, going, hell yeah, put Dumb and Dumber in, but most guys were like, sure, I'll watch it in the background. Why not, man? You know, you don't have to follow a storyline. You can laugh at almost any second. And we, we'd, we'd picked up Ace Ventura uh, and we were me and my brother were home. I was like 11, 12, I guess, you know? So he was like seven, eight. And we put it in, dude. And it was, we were in the floor rolling around. Like when he started talking out of his own ass, we were just I'm like, oh my God, that's like comedic genius, Jim Carrey, talking out of his own ass. <laughs> so we're sitting there being fools. Mom comes around in the hallway and she's like, OJ Simpson's on the run. <laughs> it was the same night that OJ. We were watching that the night OJ was was making the run, <laughs> making the run down the down the four hundred five in LA. You know, so yeah, Ace Ventura and OJ OJ's flea attempt have always been connected in my brain together. So yeah, um, yeah, Dumb and we went went and saw Dumb and Dumber in the theater, and I about had to go change my pants. I was laughing so hard. It was it was just so so stupid, you know. But it was just that juvenile humor, and I'll still, of course, I'm juvenile too. The wife gives me the side eye over some of the jokes I make, but yeah, that's that. Anything else you want to talk about tonight, man? Uh, did I tell y'all that I am, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't have the real talent of uh, horticulture. Maybe I don't know, man. Like the growing plants and have, keeping up with, you know, you've done all right. You got that little garden there behind the restaurant. Yeah, that's. I mean, you know, but I'm not done anything extensive. But this year, or or now, I I don't know if y'all do TikTok or not, man. But I I watch TikTok videos sometime, and there's there's just random people from around the world or whatever. There's all sorts of different things you can watch, and uh, there's some guys that I watch on there. There's a lot of food related things uh, that I watch, but there's there's some guys that are plant guys, and uh, there's one guy on there that I watch quite often, and he is just about everything that goes through your kitchen if it's organic any kind of plan or something like that he's like man if you use this don't throw it out here let me show you how to regrow it you know and 
and he so he's always taking the seeds of something or the the butt to grow another root out of it or something. I mean, just something off the plants. And he makes it super interesting. And it makes it like almost first or second grade type easy. Right. Listening. And uh, it's almost like a science project. And uh, I just I just get so hype on watching him. This year I've started, I was like, okay, man, I'm going to save me some seeds up, man. I'm going to sprout <laughs> me some stuff. So I went to Walmart and I got me like a little tray. It's It's probably about two feet. Uh, by one foot, and it's got like 96 little starter holes in it. And uh, so I went and bought me some pot and soil and got it all potted out. And it gives you like a, like, so the tray that, that all the little hole, the uh, little pods are in has a drain hole in each one. And then there's a solid tray that's up underneath that's going to catch any of the other. So basically what you're doing is you're going to put like your seeds or your seedlings in each one of these little pods cover them up, water them, and it gives you like a little plastic cover to kind of, you know, keep it all germinated yep, and, nice and you know, nice and humid. So uh, after you, you watching... You can tell us if you're just growing weed, right? I would, <laughs> but I'm not. <laughs> He's growing herbs, <laughs> quote unquote. So far, man, I'm just, I'm just experimenting with uh, veggies and fruit. Practicing getting that farmer's license. Let's, let's yeah. get that nailed down first. Then we'll move on to the bigger stuff. But, uh, so, uh, so, you know, man, I, so I've got a popcorn business, uh, also. So I, I took some popcorn just after I'd had some other stuff going and, and, uh, tried it. And so I was like, Oh man, I mean, I know it's just not going to do anything, but I'm gonna put some popcorn in the ground and just kind of see what happens. That stuff shot up like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, man. It's almost like, about the length of my finger. Like, like regular like popcorn kernels you cook? Popcorn. Yeah. I got like I buy it by the fifty pound bag. Right. So there was just some that was laying around on the floor, you, you know, that hadn't been swept up yet. And I picked up eight or ten little little kernels of it and uh soaked it in water. And uh actually, man, I took a, a napkin and I spritzed it with water and I put the little kernel in there folded over and left it overnight in a Ziploc bag. And uh, then I wet the uh, the little pod. And I took it out the next day and put the seed in the little pod and covered it up. And every day for about two weeks, man, or about a week, I would go and I'd spritz it. And uh, that thing started popping through the ground. And, I mean, once it got through the ground, it's like almost doubling every day. Damn. It's really cool to watch this stuff. And i got some beans like just dry beans that you like. I bought a bag of beans, you know, to cook at home, but you got to soak them first, and then you know all this stuff. So that's exactly what I did. I soaked them, put them in a, a paper towel, in a ziploc bag, and they started sprouting. Really cool stuff. I mean, it's it's straight up experiment, uh, science experiment stuff. And then there's another. Uh, so uh, over the years, back years ago, whenever we would have these huge bell pepper that would come through the store. Uh, and through the restaurant, there's a lot of times, I mean, they would be like two fists big or, or bigger, you know, these huge bell pepper. And, uh, of course, man, we cut the seeds out and all this stuff like that to, to use them. And there were times where I had taken some of those seeds and, and put them back and dried them and put them in a little two-ounce container with a lid and put them on the shelf. And they've just been up there for years, you know, for like, say, three or four or five years, you know, something like that. So now I'm all hype on growing stuff. And I thought to myself, man, I bet there's still some of those pepper seeds up there. Well, over the time I'd forgot that I'd also added all sorts of other seeds. I had a peach pit. Um, I had some uh, apple seeds and some lemon seeds. And now why I was collecting seeds four or five years ago, I can't even remember. (laughs) But I 
I had had several of these little two ounce containers that had these seeds in them, and some of them were obviously meant for like from like hot peppers or something like that. So I did the same thing with them. Took a napkin, like a white paper towel, spritz it down with water real good, sprinkle the seeds, kind of straighten them out, you know, flatten them all out. Put another paper towel over it, spritzed it really good, um, put it in a Ziploc, you know, for a day or two, just to kind of let it soak in real good and then plant it and then stuck them in the ground and, and everything's kind of starting to sprout kind of randomly, you know, I mean, all, not all of them are coming up, but there are quite a few of them. They're starting to poke through the ground and it's just, it hypes me up every day because <laughs> I get to come in and I get to see what my little science experiment's doing, you know? I, mean, well, I, I know you had that compost pile out there behind the place. You would throw like pumpkins or watermelon out there and yes. vines coming out. Like what's going to be that vine? I don't know. We'll find out. I'll tell you what, <laughs> this, this past summer, okay. Our garden, uh, it was it was absolutely a it was it, it was amazingly a jungle. I mean, it was crazy because every year, you know, we buy pumpkins for the store, you know, for Halloween or whatever, and we'll have them around, you know, when people come in and uh, just for decoration. So this past year, a year before last, we had taken our pumpkins when it got to be winter, took them out there to the garden. Of course, our compost pile, and we just took the shovel and just just chopped it up into little pieces, and then just turned it over so it wouldn't stink. Like that deer, man, that we hit that one time we buried. But uh, so this summer we would, uh, we just had, we'd already, we'd bought some uh, tomato plants and some pepper plants and we'd we'd kind of spaced off our garden area out there and uh, planted them. And then all of a sudden, you know, because we kept it like really weeded and it was just like just the dirt and our plants. So it was real easy to see anything that was coming up or whatever so we could get rid of it. Well, there was a couple of plants that came up that didn't look like weeds. And I was like, I'm going to give them a day or two just to see what comes up. Because this looks, it doesn't look like a piece of grass or it doesn't look like something. It looks like something that's coming out of a seed, you know. So I want to see what it turns into. It turns out to be a pumpkin plant. It comes, so out, some of the seeds that came out of the, the pumpkins, it was starting to grow pumpkin vines. Well, it turned out about a month into having these things growing. These, these vines are 10 or 12 feet long with... <laughs> With leaves on them that are absolutely choking out everything in the garden. I literally, there's days that I would take a fillet knife out to the garden and absolutely just have to trim back, just, to, just whack out some of these big leaves just so the tomato plants could get some sun. And I was just, I mean, and there would be a pile of leaves. And, uh, of course, man, there were pumpkins and stuff that came up. But I just thought that was very cool. We didn't plant those at all. They just happened to be part of the random compost that came out there. But, uh, so, yeah, I mean, now, man, I, I, I don't know, this this time around. Oh, so, also, uh, I've tried, I've, so I've got some of the seed things going. And uh, last week, I'd gone to... I'd gone to get some cross ties or something so that I could make me a little small garden area back at back of my house, put all my new little plants in. You know, I thought, I want to get me like a raised bed or something, man, that I could put out in my backyard. I got a big area back there. It'd be great. Um, Easy access for it. And uh, so I go to get some cross ties to make the frame. And um, I find out they've almost doubled in price over the last Mm. year. So I was like, you know what, man, I think I may just, hang on, let me think about it. Let me just find out, you know, what options I want, you know. So I thought about it for a minute. I thought, okay, I'm going to get some of the uh, landscape timbers. So I bought a a bundle of them, which is about like 80 of them or something, you know. So I mean, just do it in a different way. 
And uh, so while I was there looking around, I was I was getting the landscape timbers and and I was going to get some uh, bags of soil and stuff. While I was out there looking at that, they also have fruit trees and they have all sorts of this other stuff that they've just now starting to get in. So there's all sorts of these plants that are outside. So now I'm walking around outside. I'm thinking, you know what, man? I'd love to have an apple tree in my yard. <laughs> wow, they got peach trees. Hang on. Is that a plum? Hang on, man. Wait a minute. It's like, okay. You turn into Johnny Appleseed all of a sudden. <laughs> 14 plants later. You bought 14 plants? 14 plants later. <laughs> What's that over there? That's my cucumber. <laughs> So yeah, so I get them to drop it all off at the house. So they're going to take the the. Uh, well, you couldn't even bring it home with you to get them to come by. Oh yeah, how do you delivery? How do you delivery? Yeah, for sure. And you went in to get what? Just some, just some just some starters. Yeah, well, oh, I, was, I went in to get yeah. I went in to get cross ties. Yeah, you know, you got an orchard, and I got an orchard. So yeah, so uh, oh, so I'm really having a so now that I've got all that stuff at the house, I'm thinking to myself, all right, so where am I going to put it? You know. I start thinking to myself, you know, if I plant all 14 of these fruit trees, I ain't going to have no backyard. Any, yeah. You know, I mean, I'm fixing to have a, a full-blown forest behind my house. So I had to rethink it. And um, so I've, I've I've come to the conclusion, man, that I'm just going to keep – like I did buy some blueberry bushes. I'm going to keep those at the house, and I've got an apple tree that I'm going to plant, and the rest of it I'm going to put on some family land. Yeah, you know, I've, I've toyed with the idea uh, – when we're cooking at the house – there's nothing worse than needing like one or two things that you forgot. I thought about because I use a lot of a lot of lime when I'm cooking and stuff, you know. And I thought about getting just like a little dwarf lime tree or lemon tree, and and, and keeping it just potted, you know. I can bring it in during the winter and everything, and put it back out during the summer. Last year, I bought um, uh, I, I bought um, a little chive plant just, just to keep, keep there in the kitchen because the wife likes chives and potatoes. So I bought just a chive plant, put it in a pot, stuck it on the counter. Whenever she wanted them, she cut them off. Done. You know, have a little basil plant outside. Yep. Oh my goodness. It's a little herb garden yeah. thing going on. Mm-hmm. Do you do much gardening? Do y'all have any kind of plants or anything? Those dogs yeah. eat it all, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> dig them up. Yeah. <laughs> See Asha running across the backyard with, <laughs> Pepper platinum. Dude, did y'all eat any, did you eat any of those peppers I gave you last year? Those those cayennes I grew and those and those tomatoes. Oh, oh yeah, I mean, if, yeah, if you the, give those, those cayennes, I, oh, I yeah. they would not stop. They were putting out. I wasn't in November. They just can't. They were falling off the the, the tree. I, we couldn't eat them. I had I had gallon Ziploc bags full of cayenne pepper. I, I think, man, I made some pepper sauce out of. Yeah, out God, of dude. You gave me a bag of jalapenos mm-hmm. that were. Absolutely, and I love jalapenos. I mean, like most everything. Like I, I eat a lot of jalapeno type stuff. Those were were on a different level. Really? Yes. Hot level like, or good level? Hot. 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 <laughs> they were crossed with something, man. I mean, they were not straight jalapenos. They were like jalapeno slash ghost something or nothing. Man. I, mean, I was like, you, you know, you remember so I had some of the kids at the store. Hey, just real quick. So I had some of the kids at the store. After, like, so one night I'm, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to take a couple of these jalapenos, chop it up, put it on my dinner I'm going to take home with me. So I chopped up two or three of them. I come back the next day thinking to myself, I should have I should have done, like, four or five. Because it was a big bag you gave me. You gave me, like, a five-pound yeah, bag. Yeah, a lot of them. 
So I'm, the whole way home, I'm thinking, man, I should have put more jalapenos on. I'm just going to have to add hot sauce or something when I get home. So um, when I get there and I take a couple of bites, I mean, I'm off the couch. I'm, just, I'm absolutely walking around just Where's the beer? Where's the beer? Wet, just pouring off of me, thinking, that is crazy. That's too hot, too hot. Okay, so I go to the store the next day. I tell the kids, I was like, whatever you do, that bag of hot peppers in there, don't get crazy with them. I said, you know, if you want to put some on your food, man, that's great. You have at them, man. That's what they're here for, man. They will just, light you the just, fuck up. Yeah. So the kids all of a sudden are like going to say, yeah, well, I'll eat one if oh, you'll eat one. Oh, God. And I knew then. I was like, oh, yes. Here we go, Get the man. cameras. Was, Get the cameras. I, yes, absolutely. I was like, man, y'all ain't, y'all ain't for real. Y'all not, y'all not, y'all not fixing to like just start eating those raw, right? Man, I'll eat one of them, man. That ain't, it's just a jalapeno. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like thinking, I ain't going, man, just let me know when you're, when you're. I said, now, all right, here's the deal. You're not going to do it, man, during during business hours. At the end of the night, if you want to do it you then. Ain't, you ain't going home over this shit. No, You're staying here. <laughs> we're here to work. You ain't going home with a bellyache yet. Not two or three of you eating them all at once. No, everybody wanted to try one. I was like, hang on. We're going to do this at the end of the night. So then the night comes around. Here they are, man. They got the they got those uh, jalapenos out. I mean, you know, they were finger length and fat. Yeah, dude, they were like big. a pool stick fat. And <laughs> they go getting big bites. <laughs> <laughs> Not one of them. Oh yeah, yeah. Ate like ate like just straight like like three quarters of it in one bite. Seeds, all of it, just ate it almost down to the stem. So how much snot and tears were involved? So here's the deal: (laughs) there was three of them trying it. Not one of them got it all swallowed. (laughs) Not one of them. All of them was just like red, like apple red, sweating. I was just like, I told y'all idiots, but this is great. Try it again. (laughs) Do it again. Do it again. Do it again, man. I'll give you a dollar. So it wasn't about two weeks later. Uh, one of my new kids uh, that has been working for me just, just at that point he probably hadn't been working for me maybe two or three months and uh, he his family had some like some ghost chili peppers or something I mean like some of those really those little bonnet peppers. aggressive shit yeah, yeah like the, like you're obviously man, putting a mouth grenade in yeah and uh, so he had made uh, he had made some food to take home with him and he had chopped up a full one oh no and put on there and uh, and we're all like, there ain't no way, dude. Why are you doing that? You ain't gonna eat all that. There ain't no way. Come on, man. Just just there's no reason to ruin your food, man. I mean, just put a piece on there. I mean, everybody. Knows. I mean, he's a young guy, eighteen, wanting to show, man. You know, he had hair on his chest. Yeah. So anyway, man. So where he's like, oh no, man. I hate these. I hate these all the time. I hate these all the time. I'm, you know, like, I'm like, you don't. Like, one of the guys, the guys there is like going, hey man, I bet you won't just eat one raw. <laughs> and the kid's like. Oh, yeah, I will. And I'm like, not till the end of the night. Hang on, man. So <laughs> Put that shit down. So night, and I got the video on my phone right now. So I got, uh, so here he goes. He's like, all right, well, here he goes. So end of the night, we're, we're cleaned up. We're ready to go. I mean, literally walking out. And uh, so here he goes. He pulls out one out of the bag. And they're in like a Ziploc bag. He's got six or eight. And they kind of got that, that yellow red look to him. And, um, he just took it, man. He took a big old bite out of it, man. I mean, almost down the stem, and I thought to myself, dude, you might as well have taken a pair of pliers, grabbed your tongue, and let somebody give it a good yank, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're going to be in a lot of pain, man, here just real soon. So I've got my phone out videotaping it. So about 15, 30 seconds, 45 seconds into it, man, I'm like, all right, so how are you, man? What's, what's going on? He's like, yeah, man, it's hot, you know, it's hot, you know, but I'm like, yeah, it's all right, it's all right. 
So I kept the phone. I kept. I kept. I kept videoing him, man. And literally about a minute into it, he's walking around rubbing his belly. Thinking, oh, he's like rubbing his head. He's like, oh, things are moving. Man. Yeah. I'm like, how you feel now? He's like, man, I'm on fire. It's all like, headed south. Just get used to that feeling for the next two hours, brother. It ain't no escape. Oh, you just man. hang on, man. Hang on. Oh, buckle gosh. up for tomorrow. <laughs> all night long, baby. Things will be brewing. Right. Some bubbling going on. We've done some crazy stuff to end the night at the shop. Now, I mean, you know, well, dude, when I when I first started working there with, with y'all two maniacs, you know, it was like, yeah, it's it the porn team back here. You know, pick it up with your teeth on Thursdays. You know, it was all it was always just just some random bullshit, and it was kind of like a kind of like an initiation. You know, you're going to see you know, can this is this new guy going to be. Know, just some square, you know, or just something we can fuck around with. Well, y'all found out I was one of the ones you could fuck around with, and y'all fucked around with me online. It was always something, you know. That and oh, what was it? We used to we used to trade food with other restaurants in town, sure, you know. And so it was like, what do y'all want to eat tonight? You know, and it was this or that or whatever. You know, and you call them up, hey, y'all want to? And then one night we were at Chinese food, and you're like, y'all want to trade pizza for some, for some food? It was a little bit of loss of translation there, but they got it to us. Then Chut got Chut ordered that hot and sour soup and poured that soy sauce into it. It said something like, "God, can you imagine that just falling out of you?" I'm like, "All right, I'm 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 done. I'm done for the night." <laughs> it was always just some bullshit, man. Water chestnuts were a little rough. <laughs> Now we started talking about man like burying stuff so it wouldn't stink, man. There was a time, man, where where there was one night, uh just real quick story, man. Go ahead, you're uh, good. So uh there's one night we were, we were pretty busy and um so Judd's out making the delivery. He's on his way back, I think. And out uh, out of nowhere, just out comes comes this deer come running across the road and he just plows it. You know, just What were you in? I was in my at the time, I had a old that Bronco 1990 two? Bronco yeah. two <laughs> splattered the deer. Just, oh. But uh, so anyway, when he finally gets back to the shop, of course he calls, he stops, calls everything, you know. Finally gets back to the shop. The end of the night, man, we get cleaned up. We're like, hey man, there's a there's a perfectly good deer on the side of the road up there, man. Let's go get it. You know, we just you know butcher it. Yeah, let's butcher it down. So James went and picked it up. Yeah. <laughs> He did yeah. Yeah. oh yeah oh yeah brought it back to the shop okay. Phil dressed it and and the uh at the shop yeah and uh and, and so we got inside on the cutting board and got the you know we got the the butcher knives out man and we did our best to skin it down okay i mean and and, and save the meat that we thought we wanted well our we're, by this time it's late and uh Real late, and we've obviously had several drinks, and it's 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 getting to a point, man. We're like, okay, man, we got the wine down, you know, we got to do something, but we got to do something with this carcass out here. I mean, we got you know forty pounds of, of skin and bones out here. We got to do something yeah. with. So way back then, man, we used to have just like we do now. We used to have a tomato garden. We used to have some oh, stuff no. out, out back of the shop, Ugh. and I'm sure it was probably my idea. To think, hey man, let's bury all this crap. It'll just work as fertilizer. Okay. Well, so we grab the shovel and here we go, man. Like I said, it's late. We've had several drinks. You're burying bodies in the back. We're burying bodies (laughs) in the back. 
And uh, you want they, haunted tomatoes? That's how you get them. Yeah. <laughs> they grow with little antlers on them. Yeah. <laughs> well, we did not. We obviously didn't bury it deep enough. Oh no! So I I don't know, man. Either just being lazy or just thought, hey, that's that's enough. That's just, deep enough. That's deep enough. Throw some dirt on it. Let's go. Uh, whatever it was, about three or four days later, there was this horrid smell that was, yeah, that was Got rotten flesh out back. We, oh my gosh. So it took a day or two to kind of figure out because there was a rain in between or something like that. And then, so when it, when it hit and it was right, it was wet. It was even worse when the sun hit, you know, and it was like this swampy ass decaying flesh smell, which was it was just terrible, man. So how far along was the decomp before you moved the body? All right, so it was about two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was like, that's enough. I don't It's gotta go. Yeah, it's gotta go, man. So here goes that team, man, that buried it, man. We're all out there and everybody's exhuming like, the body. Yeah. <laughs> so we finally got it moved and I was just thinking to myself, that is just so why? I mean, why not buy like a four dollar bag of Miracle Grow fertilizer next time <laughs> instead of you know putting yourself through two weeks of stinking nastiness, man? That's what we, you know. We talked about dumping bodies one time. I said, you know, there's way too much water around here to try to bury something. You weight something down and throw it out here in the canal or something between the gators and the catfish. There ain't gonna be much left of it. It, it, it'd be gone quick. Yeah, well, on that positive note, this is going to be the <laughs> end of episode six here. Harpoon, Jut, thank y'all for joining me again. Anytime. I want to make this a regular thing, I think, is have y'all on every other week. Because, yes, we, we've done two hours again. I mean, we've, we've, we've knocked it out. All right, guys, thanks y'all for coming. I love y'all a whole lot. Enjoy it. And I love all y'all out there. Have a good one. See you next time. Bye. Oh, 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 before I go, didn't do the ad read. But go by evils.com, E-A-B-L-E-S.com. Pick you up some premium, premium, premium CBD. Use the promo code HANGO for 15% off. They'll get you hooked up over there. All right? Love all y'all. Have a good night. Bye.